Good morning, football fans, and welcome to a European Championship edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I introduce the special guest, please subscribe, like, share, comment, or talk about the uh, Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We've got a bunch of content coming out the next few days, a U.S. Open podcast tomorrow, and uh, you never know what to expect. So um, Joining us from uh, New York this morning is uh, Martino Puccio. Martino is a, uh, well, let's just say he and I are football nuts. He he contributes for Serie A betting for the athletic hosts and produce the State of Play podcast and also hosts Milan Reports.com. So, did I get everything, Martino? Yeah, you got everything. You're good. Perfect. Nailed it. I thought I was going to get a yellow card for the center. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. No cards. So, uh, Martino, has this been a crazy European championship? So, what the first three or so days? Um. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been um, – yesterday was probably the craziest one out of all the days so far um and then obviously saturday was scary for a lot of people um but yeah i mean this is um this is kind of what i expected some crazy games some not so crazy to start um everyone's still really tired from getting all the games in from last year and this year so yeah i it's been fun i've been enjoying uh watching all the games yeah, and by the way, before we really dive into the games, our thoughts and prayers over Christian Eriksson, uh, Denmark, and in Milan, playmaker. He's doing better, and uh, hopefully he'll come over this incident. We wish you well, Christian. So, um, through the first three or so days, has there been one team that's looked – like a champ, like a winning, like a championship side, because obviously Italy looked strong on Friday night. But mm-hmm. how much do you take into account that they played Germany and Rome? Um, Italy, I think Maybe Italy Turkey. was the best Excuse one. Me. No, no, yeah, yeah, Turkey, 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 and Rome. Yeah, um, no, Turkey's a talented side, they're the youngest side within the tournament. I think Italy's just that good, and people have an issue uh, admitting that. Um, they're going to be one of the favorites. They're going to have a potential to go deep in this tournament. I think they're going to make it to the semifinal and then whatever happens potentially against France, if they were to play France in that semifinal, um, I think they have a good chance of beating them. I do think they're one of the better teams in this tournament and, um, they were clearly the most impressive so far. We have to wait for the group of death tomorrow and the rest of the games today on Monday, but I don't think it's even close to any of the other teams that have played so far that Italy looked by far the best team. I mean, that second half performance on Friday night looked like looked like a Man City game. I'm like, where did, where did Turkey go in the second period? I'm like, what the heck happened? Like, like Italy went from a Land Rover to a Ferrari. Yeah, I mean, they were they were still playing fine in the first half. Turkey didn't do anything at all. They were just trying to not – allow a goal in, which was basically the whole thing was to play for a draw because no one really beats Italy in Italy. And um, 
that's what basically it came down to was Turkey kind of wasn't as compact defensively and it, and things opened up and then Italy took advantage of it. And that's where you get three goals from and just, um, it could have been worse than that, but um, three nothing for Turkey's sake is is kind of okay now after the the draw over the weekend with Wales and Switzerland. Yeah, Mopoli. Yeah, Mopoli finally showed up for his country, right? Yeah, no, he's been playing a lot better. Um, I think people are just harsh on what happened a couple of years ago with uh, the national team in general was a mess. Um, but he's playing a lot better. He's done well. Um, so I'm happy that he finally got off to a good start with this. They've, they've been playing great for a couple of years now. So um, that's just another result of it. So it's, it's good to see him get a goal in the first game to boost his confidence early in the tournament. Another pre-tournament favorite, Belgium took care of Russia 3-0 in uh, St. Petersburg. So uh... How impressed do you think that was a lot like Italy when Belgium looked like a superior side, or was that just based on Russia laying a major egg at home? Yeah, I think it was more so Russia just laying a a terrible match. I think they, I think they looked awful. I don't think they were good at any point within that game. Um, Belgium played well. You give credit to them for getting the goals, but I don't think it came close to the to the performance that Italy had. I think Italy had a tougher opponent. Um, Belgium had a tougher place to play in, but overall performance as a team with defense, midfield, attack, Italy was better. But could you also say that Belgium, that Belgium, two of Belgium's top three or four players, one didn't play, and then the other guy played, what, 25 minutes or so, and then has uh, De Bruyne, of course, mm-hmm. didn't play after his... Champions League encounter. Yeah, I mean, Italy didn't have Marco Verratti, who's their best midfielder, so we could play that game with Italy too. Um, that might so, actually that might actually have been a good thing with what happened in 2017, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's again, that was um, the worst of the worst. It wasn't going to get worse in 2017. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like being a U.S. being a U.S. Holland Italian. Ivory Coast fan watching the 2018 World Cup knowing your country wasn't there was sucked. Yeah, that was not it was not it was not a good tournament for those people um that root for them. Um yeah, I mean not much left to say. Just say it's in the past at this point and just let it go. So uh, obviously thinking back to yesterday, uh, England finally got over its uh, first match Euro Jinx with a one 0 win over Croatia. Mm-hmm. Be honest, I th- I thought Croatia would have looked somewhat decent, but that that game was awful for Croatia. I mean, I mean, I didn't think England played that well, but no. you know what? Champions don't play well the first game. I mean, Spain lost to Switzerland and South Africa. Germany drew with I think Ghana and Brazil the 2010 and 14 World Cup respectively. Was that just England eking out a narrow one nil win or Croatia aging before eyes? It's it's both. Croatia's really old. England England has everything on their side. They didn't play that great at all. Um they got the win. They get they got what they finally needed to do after 
never doing so in the first match in the Euros. Um, I, I just really think that's what it is. Croatia still has talented players, but it's just they're at their wit's end. If they're able to get anything, like advance out of the tournament, get a win within this group stage, maybe they could still finish second. Um, they're not going to face uh, – England's the best team in that group talent-wise on paper. Um, so, yeah, I, like I think it was a culmination of both. First matches of the tournament are always usually tricky. A lot of guys have more energy than not. Um, or, you know, teams lay an egg, like you mentioned. Um, so, yeah. In my opinion, there's not too much to take away from it, but it was kind of more so eye-opening about England not looking that great opposed to Croatia looking old. I kind of expected that from Croatia on a level. So, yeah, um, basically that. I mean, I mean, that might have been the worst game I've seen Harry Kane play all year. Yeah, no, that was the, that was the one thing a lot of people were kind of shocked by and, and worried about on how he did not look that good. Um I mean, again, it's just one game. Maybe we'll see him turn it on soon, but you kind of expect him to play well in a match like that. It just We'll see what happens. Gareth Southgate has to put together a better formation. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening with that. Although, to be honest, I think he respected Croatia. And uh, if you look at his lineup yesterday, he got it right. I mean, Sterling was... I mean, the two players everybody questioned were probably England's best players, Uh Raheem Sterling and Kieran Phillips. I mean, it seemed like every tackle Phillips needed to make, he got somebody. And Sterling was all over the pitch. Yeah, Sterling played great. He has he has always the talent to do something like that, so I'm not really surprised. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely um, a hit on the Raheem Sterling one. And Calvin Phillips played really well, too. Solid, solid day from him. Um, again, that's just a confidence booster. But, you know, all that mattered was getting the three points. England got the three points, and, and they move on. That's the toughest team I think they're going to be facing in the group. Um, it makes things a little bit easier. But, um, yeah, it was a good start. And so uh, now we look forward to the remaining two games today with uh, Poland and uh, Slovakia, if my memory serves me right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, obviously, yep. Robert Mondowski against Slovakia. What do you think happens in that game? I think this one's going to be tricky. I don't know how good Poland is going to be. I don't. They're they're a talented team, but I don't like their manager. Um, he's not a very good manager. I think Poland have enough to beat Slovakia. Slovakia isn't very good, but these first games are usually tricky uh, with the way they they play and it's always difficult to get a read on how teams come out with some pride. Slovakia probably know this is one of their better chances to win a game and maybe get out of the group stage. So I could see Slovakia playing a tough game today and Poland having a tough time. But again, they have enough talent that they could easily win the game in Poland. And remember, it's not like Robin Lewandowski is playing with his Mates for Bayern Munich. Uh, Poland, <laughs> not exactly full of Thomas Muller, Serge Gnabry's. Yeah. Uh, who's the uh, Kingsley Coleman? And um, probably yes. most importantly, Joshua Kidman. I'd like to have those guys playing for my national team. Yeah, I'm sure he'd want some of them. But they have some pretty good players. Zielinski's another good uh, player that um, plays for Poland. He plays for Napoli, too. Um He's pretty good. So, I mean, he's he'll have some help. It's just, uh, I guess, like everything else is a complete team. 
they need a step to get step up together. And so uh, now for the uh, nightcap, uh, Sweden and Spain comes to Villa. So uh, obviously, when you watch Spain, they're going to dominate the ball. But a, you don't know what form, you don't know who exactly is playing, and b, you don't know exactly where some of these guys could play because they might be a false nine. Somebody might be the whole the midfield of one minute mm. and then the next minute he's the number 10 or out wide. Yeah. Um, I think, I think every advantage is for Spain here. They play at home. Um, it gets really hot in Sevilla too. I think Sweden, they have some talent. I think they'll be pretty good. I think it's between them and Poland for second place in this group, but I think Spain should win this one. I just don't trust their finishing. Their striker isn't that great, Alvaro Morata. Um, they don't have any Real Madrid players, which is a first in their history. Um, a lot of people like Spain this tournament. I'm not a big fan of them. I don't think they're that good. So I think they're. I think this will be one of the. I think the group stage will, will be where they fare easily. Um, but the second they get to the knockout round is where I, I worry a little bit about Spain. But today is is a game that they should win um, on paper. But we'll see if they show up because I don't think they've been all that impressive at all when I've watched them qualifiers. Um, friendlies are friendly, so you can't do too much or take away too much from those. But in general, I don't think they're that great. Yeah, a lot of people look back to that 6-0 win against Germany, but I'm not sure how much you could take into that game. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't go off anything like that. Spain is like they've looked really bad in in qualifiers. Um, so again, to me, I just I think this is just a game that they should win. They're hosting at home, um, and that's pretty much it. I just they don't they don't play that great in general. They barely beat Georgia. They tie against Greece. The six nothing win against Germany is whatever to me. I don't take anything away from that. Uh, that lineup that. Germany put out those are a bunch of no-namers on defense so and the midfielders aren't even playing in their natural position and the forwards as well that just Spain put together like most most of their talented players in that game um, for the most part especially compared to Germany so I, that's just something I throw out the window Nations League is is meh it's whatever <laughs> although people in the U.S. Pop will probably still consider the Nation League title bigger than any Gold Cup or CONCACAF match we ever play. <laughs> yeah, probably some of them. Some of them would. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that. That's a good point. So uh, now we get look forward to the group of depth. So first up, uh, Portugal and Hungary from Budapest. Uh, uh, Portugal. Must get the three points tomorrow against Hungary, right? Yeah, they have no choice. Uh, Hungary is probably the worst game, uh, worst team in this tournament at this rate, and it has nothing to do with their group. Um, they're missing their best player. Dominic Sabazlai is a really good player. He basically didn't play his whole time at RB Leipzig when he transferred over. Um, so he's missing this tournament. He just got them into this tournament, barely, um, with the playoff rounds. Uh, so, yeah. I think I think this should be Portugal. It's a must win. Any team in the group of death that's playing Hungary is going to come out and know they have to get the three points and try and get the goal differential up. So I would expect to see them try and score a lot of goals in this game. I don't think Hungary is getting any points in the group. Yeah, and it's not like Hungary is a bad team. They're just 
they're just a middle swimming swimming the deep end in the pool. I mean, you've got yeah. the rain. You've got the 2014 World Cup champs, the reigning Euro champs. Oh yeah, and France won the 2018 World Cup. Yeah, and they're all still have a lot of the players from some of those teams. So um, yeah, I'd be I'd be scared if I, I was facing uh, these guys. Do you think Santos will let uh, Portugal play a little bit, knowing he's cons- more of a defensive-minded coach? Or do you think he'll decide, you know what, guys? I've got, I've got more attacking talent. I've got Ronaldo. I've got Bruno Fernandes of Bernardo Silva. Yeah, no, I think, I think they're just going to go out and play their game. I don't think they're going to be conservative. They can't be. Um, I, I bet they'll probably try and score more early. So they have a little bit more rest for some of these other games since they get this one out of the way. They're going to be focusing a lot of energy within the next two matches when they play Germany and France. So if they're able to get off to a really good start here and play more defensive in the second half after you know they get a couple of goals and maybe get some counterattack goals within the second half, then they'll be fine. I think they're in good shape. Maybe you get like four or five ahead and then just bring, line change, bring in the yeah. second line mates. Yeah. Yeah, and then bring in some substitutes, yeah, it's in the second half. I think it'll be something like that for sure. And now the game every football fan around the world has been waiting to see. France and Germany from the LNS Arena in Munich. So what happens to them all? Your guess is as good as mine, man. <laughs> I, I, I truly don't know. I hope it's just a great game um, with a lot of goals featured. I think – I think France is still the better team, but it's difficult when you go and play in another country. Like they'll be playing in Germany. There's going to be fans, obviously, like we've seen fans. Um, I think this is the one game for France in this group. I think it's going to be their toughest. And I, I think I think the match against Portugal, I think they'll beat Portugal. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I actually think – I wouldn't be shocked if Germany won this and France actually lost this opening one. Um, but, again, anything can happen in these types of games, so – Again, I don't, I don't have a good read on it. I'm sorry, but I, your guess is as good as mine. I, I think the more likely outcome in this is a draw out of any, but I think Germany actually might win it. Uh, if you told me we got a replay of Spain-Portugal three years ago in Sochi, I'd be okay with it. Like, I don't care what – like, it could be 3-3. Three, three, just give me yeah. some goals. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. As long as there's a lot of goals in these games, like, totally fine with me. I'm cool with it. I, I don't, I don't really care that much as for a winner in this one, but uh, anything, anything involved with goals in this is great. I don't want anything low scoring. Yeah. So uh, who do you think will be the key players for each team? In this game? Yeah. In this game. Um, hmm. Well, I got for France, really, I think it's just um, if Griezmann has a great, game and tournament i think france just wins um i think he's the key player in this i have no worries about any other of these guys that are playing uh maybe some of their d- defense and kim and Bempe is not a center back that's that good um if he shows up and is consistent and the midfield doesn't put him in a lot of situations where hugo Lloris is going to be surrendering a lot of shots then it should be okay but kim and Bempe and griezmann for me uh with germany I think Kimmich, Kimmich and Gnabry, I think Kimmich, if Kimmich just dominates and plays great like he does for Bayern, um, they're going to be so hard to beat. 
And Gnabry is just refound himself at Bayern, great goal scorer. But if he can adapt to this team, this is going to be um, the biggest match of his international career so far. It's, it's a lot of pressure, a lot more pressure on the Germans. They have uh, Yogi Lowe's last tournament as German manager too. So I think there's going to be a lot of pride in this. I would not be shocked if Germany wins this uh, at all. So if if nobody's been saying that, they can come on uh, and listen to the podcast and say, okay, this is the first person who said that maybe i don't know if i'm the first person but um we'll just go with that for now <laughs> you think do you think him plays out wide or is he still in the midfield like he usually plays for Bayern? Mm. i mean it's just really just depends on who yogi yogi low puts in i mean i see he can't even go off of their recent games maybe if you want to go off of denmark who they had there playing i don't even think they had all they had them centrally but you just never know who you, who he's going with um, in these. It's really just difficult. I think he's probably just going to put him centrally. I don't think he's going to mess with what he does at the club level. They have guys that are able to play out wide more so. Um, so, yeah, I would um, I wouldn't anticipate him playing centrally. Uh, I'm, che- I'm cheating and I'm, picking th- and I'm picking a couple guys from the same club. I think if – the French stand the chance of getting something tomorrow. I think Ngolan Conte needs a good game. Needs a good game, because when Ngolan Conte played well for Chelsea, the Blues were a different team. Yeah, yeah, because he's Conte, one of the best midfielders. And if Conte's eliminating play like in both legs against Real Madrid in the Champions League final, Ngolan Conte was arguably the best player on the pitch in all three games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's no argument. When he plays like that, it's really hard to say there's a better midfielder at his position uh, in the world in general. Um, the, so, yeah. And the question for Germany is who's going to score the goals? Because if he, if Yogi Love plays who I think he will, if it's either Kai Havertz or Team of Vermeer, <laughs> Lord knows if they can score because. I don't know how many – it seemed like every game, Team Roberta missed, like, one really good chance, and I'm like, ah, no! Yeah. He yeah, paid he, $50 million for that guy. Yeah, yeah, he had a tough season. Um, I, I think I think he'll be okay. Kai Havertz will be fine, too. You don't always have to get goals from your striker. You can get them from Gnabry. It could even be Leroy Sané. Um, that's the way the game is these days. So it doesn't always have to be your number nine scoring. Um, we saw Spain have a lot of success in winning tournaments without a true striker. Um, I don't think it's throwing, necessarily needed. Throwing Thomas Muller, he could score a few. Although, yeah, if you want to put him up there. Although his European Championship record is not his World Cup record. No, he, not a lot of guys could do what he does in the World Cups. <laughs> has, he, has he scored a Euro goal? Like he's uh yeah i'm off the top of my head i'd, I'd say yeah i'm but i just he's not as prolific prolific uh prolific as he was um in the world cup so obviously because not no one no one's even no one's even close to that um so so yeah i mean i listen i think i, I don't think germany's that worried about where their their goals are coming from in regards to that he scored qualifiers it says it just scores a bunch of qualification goals he's never actually scored within the euro itself um so yeah i mean maybe it'll be a first 
He doesn't. They don't. They don't like the Euros aren't the Germans' strongest tournament. Tournament. Uh, their best is obviously the World Cup. Um, they do. They make a lot of noise in the Euros, but yeah, I don't know. Again, it's just a, it's a team game. It doesn't even have to be him if he steps up and scores. And uh, did you have a did you have a pick for the uh, Euros before? On who I thought would win. Um, I just went with France to be safe. Just betting, betting wise, I said France because you would feel stupid if they won it and you didn't bet it on them because they're so good. Um, but I think Italy is the best dark horse out of all the teams with those betting numbers. Um, I think they can beat anybody, um, easily. They could easily do it. Um, it's not, it wouldn't be anything stunning if they beat any team in this tournament, especially on the way to the final. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think they're clearly a better team than Belgium. I think the only ones that you could say arguably better than um, Italy is just France. Um, and and I think Germany and Portugal on paper are just as good, probably better. But that's not where the games are played, you know. They're played on the field and not a sheet of paper. Yeah, they're played on a pitch and not a, and not on a sheet of paper or a laptop. I mean, I – I know yesterday didn't look great, but I still think England will be the favorites. I mean, potentially playing six games. I don't care about that round of 16 encounter with France, Portugal, or Germany. I think England could win that game in Wembley. Yeah. England didn't even play that well and still got a win. And plus, I think England will be able to rotate far more than those squads because France – Portugal and Germany will beat up each other while England can yeah. rotate. So I think Harry Maguire will be back at some point in this tournament. I don't know if it'll be yeah. Friday or next week again against Scotland or next week against the Czech Republic, but playing potentially five, if not six games at one week could be a blessing for the three. It, it's tough, though. If they win their group, they have to play second place out of the group of death. And so I know be- what that – and I know what that means. And by the way, I don't think that will be – I don't think that will be France necessarily. I think there's a chance that England could face Germany. It could be a replay of 2010 in South Africa. Yeah, no. I don't think England's in great shape if they win their group, actually. I think they're better off finishing second. Who? Where would England be? Let me see. Where would England the second place? Well, you really think Scotland? No, I'm just saying. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm saying they're better off finishing second. Almost um, like what happened three years ago when basically Belgium and England sort of played a practice match and then like and then like I wanted to avoid Brazil in the quarterfinal. Basically, yep. Exactly that. Exactly exactly like that. Just um, you know, sometimes it's better off not winning in the group stage, which is pretty funny the way it works. But you know, you always play to win. Um so yeah. Yeah, I mean a France England round sixteen showdown would be very interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. Who, trying to think if you could like start if you could start your team with like anybody from those guys. Would Mbappe probably be your first choice? Yeah, Mbappe would be mine. Yeah. All right. So thanks for hopping on. And uh, no problem. The 
Is the weather getting any cooler in NY? Well, actually, not cool. Yeah, it's been bad weather recently. Yeah, it's pretty cool today. It's 65 degrees. It's not that, uh, hasn't been that warm. It's been very inconsistent. Yeah, like, looked at the forecast in, like, New York. Boston the other day was 90. And then, the I think, yes, Saturday was, yesterday was, like, 65. I'm like, I'm yeah, like, Saturday was, like, 65-ish. Yeah, by the way, looked at the temperature in Sevilla, it's 92. Yeah. <laughs> but not as much humidity compared to Florida. Um, Florida, yeah, I can't. No comment. You know that better than me, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went, that. For run, went for a run before this podcast. Oopsie. Sweat out all that um, water weight, so it's good. Humidity helps. 